whatever really happened to dudes calling each other best friends? Dave and John grew up in the 80s in New Jersey, and they did everything together. They were the quintessential best friends until they became teenagers and Dave moved away. Fast forward to today, and these two 40-somethings reconnected and decided to not only be besties again, but to put on a podcast and share their reunion with anyone who will listen. Welcome to Fat, Dumb, and Happy. Everybody, welcome back. This is exciting. Welcome back to another episode of Fat, Dumb, and Happy. Grab your passports. Grab your travel snacks. We are going on a trip. Tonight, we're going to be talking all about travel, where we like to go, what we like to do. we got to follow the buddy system. And with me, as always, is my best buddy, Dave. Dave, what's going on? Did you bring your next fellow man? You ready for this? I am ready. What's up, John? How you doing, man? I'm excited. This should be good. Also, we got our special guest expert has almost... 1,500 more days of traveling this earth than both me and Dave. Ben, dude, what's it like traveling in the 70s, man? It had to be pretty exciting. It was hotter and less air conditioning, man. (laughs) Sounds miserable. You excited for tonight? I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome, dude. Why don't we get started with the food? Of course, my favorite part, man. So we always try to get a food pattern after our theme. And so today I had probably the boringest... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, <laughs> here I got a piece of celery here. Oh, but for me, it was like the thing I needed to keep me awake when I'm driving. You know, if I'm in a long drive, can you even hear that, man? Oh yeah, good crunch, crunch, crunch. crunch. Heck yeah. Anyway, it was one of those things that like I love having basically junk food on trips. Yes, <laughs> but when I start driving, I need something different. Like I will like just eat and eat and eat and feel sick. You know, and you have like too many Twizzlers or something like that. You're just yeah, like, oh. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, a bag of baby carrots or some celery or something like that is just enough to kind of keep things, keep me feeling a little fresh and, and awake and alert, you know? And so, that or Altoids. So, dude, that's awesome. Like, that seriously, I hadn't thought of doing that. And I always get to that sick point of like too many chips and too many Twizzlers and stuff. So I'm going to see about incorporating that, getting some baby carrots. I don't know about celery. I am not a huge celery guy. Isn't that like negative calories? Like it takes more to like to eat it than it does that it gives you or whatever. Yeah, I love it. I heard that, but man, it's funny. I love celery in like lots of things too. Like you remember yeah. I used to, used in to stuff. eat cream of celery soup all the time? <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think I, any other kids that I knew liked cream of celery soup, but that was one of my favorite soups. Me and you, man. Me and you. I remember that. Heck yeah. Cream of celery soup. And yeah, you know, like celery and peanut butter, uh, you know, yeah, making it true. making it fatter is, uh, is good too. But yeah. What about you, John? Yeah, what they call that? Like ants on a log or something with yeah. raisins on top too? But raisins, yeah, ra- ra- dude. Raisins are filthy, so don't it's do that. Filthy. work, man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so and I can like I can only do celery, and I, I get it. Like when you're driving and you're trying to stay awake, because it does have that crisp crunch to it. Mm-hmm. So I get that part of it, but it's just like you're right. I heard the thing about the negative calories as well. Uh, that that's a thing. <laughs> and but yeah, I got to have like ranch or peanut butter. Yeah, uh, ranch on, on my celery. So yeah. But uh, all right, so look. I chose mine. I kind of wanted to think about, you know, some place that I've been and maybe slightly more exotic to choose my food for than I usually do. Yes. Um, I was going to get some pupusas, but then I was like, nah, I'll pass on that. But so I've been to London a couple of times and it was great. I was with my dad. I was young. I was like 16, 17 years old. And we would travel through Vogel Square, Hyde Park, you know, everywhere. Nice. And we just go to all these places. And But every night on our way home back to the hotel... We always stop at the shop and grab an ice cream bar. Those little Magnum ice cream bars, you know what I'm talking Yum. about? Yes, yeah, so super good. Super rich. But I, I always saw them there before I've ever seen them here. And I feel like they were more popular there before I'd ever even know what they were here. But we'd always get one every night on the way back, man. So that's what yeah. I'm, I'm chowing on. What about you, Dave? That's awesome. I wonder if they started over there. I should look that up. I just wanted to ask, John, Like when you're having it here, does it taste different than in England? Pretty much just the same. 
Yeah, it tastes exactly the same, we're balanced. I was watching some videos on YouTube about like these people from England eating American food for the first time. Oh, yeah, I've seen those like, types of videos. And sometimes but, uh, it's like the same thing. But it tastes different to them. Like this, we don't have this. Is not the way we make it, you right. know, that kind of stuff. Right. So I was There's this guy that I used to follow on TikTok where, like, his one of his big things was trying American snacks and stuff like that. He just dives into the American culture and he's like fascinated. It's it's actually pretty cool to watch. But yeah, it's not so much that they're different. It's actually I remember them exactly like this, nice. which nice. is nice. Helps to the memory. So. That is awesome. So I looked it up and it looks like it was originally manufactured by Frisco in Denmark. That's what one site says. Down here it says Belgium. And we got our Belgium fans, so they're probably yelling at us right now. <laughs> it was not Denmark. Yes. So Magnum history starts from the very beginning, launched in 1989 in Europe. The Magnum well, Classic was first handheld ice cream aimed exclusively at adults. Premium Belgium chocolatier pioneers. Nice. Yeah, That's awesome, good, man. man. Yep. Heck what yeah. about you, Dave? If somebody asks you if you want a handful of peanuts or a handful of pretzels or some like mediocre cookies, like any other time in your life, you're like, no, I don't. No, thank you. Like, I'll pass. But when you're on an airplane, for whatever reason, you're like, yes, I want that. Give me whatever you have. And so I got a little bag of pretzels tonight. That's what I'm be munching on. I like pretzels in general, but like, like I said, I, I mean... It's just different. When you're on the airplane, you're like, yeah, it's free. I mean, you call it free. You paid like hundreds for your flight or whatever, but to get some pretzels or some peanuts or some cookies. So good times. You guys like the uh, airplane food? You always get whatever they offer or no? Yeah, I got to always eat those eight peanuts. Got to get my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, dude, because, all right. And so I'm going to talk about this more, but just to be brief on the topic, my dad used to work for Continental. And so he'd always be bringing those snacks home, dude. Like what was left over, he'd be bringing them like kudos bars and dips, pretzels. My favorite though was back when Subway used to cater for Continental on their like mid on their shorter flights. They have like these tiny little turkey sandwiches, man. They were awesome. By Subway, no way. Yeah, that was back in the day. That was before when they were cutting the little hole on the top part of the bread instead of cutting it down the middle. Ah, dang. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Bringing home the leftovers. It's <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> you got like all these bags and bags of like one dollar headphones and things like that. They were in the <laughs> treats closet. We know where to find them. That closet that's... was always locked. We, we had to earn the free snacks. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Well, awesome. Hey, let's kick this off. I got a uh, trivia game here. You guys will recognize the theme song here. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys remember this? Yeah. Yep. Rockapella. Best part's coming. Carmen San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to play a fat, dumb, and happy version of Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? So these questions are going to be related to being fat, dumb, and happy. So, okay. um, yep, here's the uh, the logo for Ben and John watching the screen. You guys remember this? This is what the video game kind of looked like. I'll give a little yep. description for those listening at home. Always some like pixelated graphic of Carmen Sandiego or, or whatever the bad guy was. You know, because there were other bad guys, right, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And the location, like you can see in the back, this is probably a newer screenshot, but like, because we had it back when you had to change discs and stuff like that, right, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. What else do you remember from the video game? Well, it's funny, just like it gave questions that were like tiny details that happened to be related to a certain location. Yeah. And so the clues, like you might get more than one clue even. And so if you knew one of the clues, then it would like reinforce in your brain that that other clue also came from the same place, you know? Yes. And yes. So I actually did learn quite a bit about different locations. I don't know that I remember any of it now, but I probably would be familiar with it, oh. you know, like if I saw it again, kind of thing. I feel like this game was a little bit ahead of its time, to be honest. Like, yeah. And, and dang on them for trying to make me uh, learn stuff while playing games, but <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> tricking you. <laughs> I know, like, geez, you're going to learn and you're going to like it. <laughs> but I, re I remember on the game where, like, when you chose the destination, you could see the little plane, like, flying to the new location or whatever. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, that's right. And the globe, yeah. And the I game really like show the, too was a good time. I really like the where in time is Carmen San Diego one. Yeah. It's like interesting to go back in time and see like, you know, ancient Egypt or whatever and stuff like that. So yep. like taught history along with geography. Yeah. And John, you used to watch the show, right? Do you remember anything from the game show that stands out? I can hear distinctly, even now, because I remember the, the host of the game show. Yeah. Because like, she's been in other movies. She actually turned out to be kind of famous. I remember Rockapella, like they do the little live performances during the show. Yes. Yeah. And they did like little skits, like funny skits yeah. in between, kind of. Like they'd go to yeah. talk to her and she'd like tell them about the clue, but it was like funny. Yeah. See, that one right there is saying Greg Lee, but it was the woman. I can't remember what her name Yeah. Was. Yeah. She always called the contestants like gumshoe and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's yeah, right. Anyways, is that Lynn Thickpen? Is that could that be her? Uh, that could be. Let me check. Come on. Yep, Lynn Thickpen. Like, all right, gum shoes. All right. So, just like Ben was saying, you know, the clues would have these little hints of the location. I thought I could try to do that, uh, and then I remembered that I'm not that smart because it's fat, dumb, and happy. So, what I did was I asked AI to help me out. So, <laughs> you know yeah, it. Yeah. Here's the first clue. Ready? She slipped through the bustling market, her eyes scanning baskets overflowing with fresh mangosteen and durian. I caught a whiff of lemongrass as she darted into the crowd, a flash of batik disappearing into the emerald haze of the rainforest. So that's the clue. Now listen, this is the least fat country in the world by share of adults who are overweight or obese, you know, your BMI greater than 25. So which one is the least fat country? A, Ethiopia. B, India, C, Vietnam, or D, Hungary. Now, keep in mind that clue. What do you guys think? Man. Wow. So I didn't know any of those clues. Yeah, so, that was a weird one. <laughs> I'm going to guess I'm gonna, uh, cause AI is smarter than me, so uh, I'm going to guess C, Vietnam. Okay, C, Vietnam. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, and I'm thinking like the least fat. I don't know. I was going to say maybe a different country, but I, I might actually agree with John on this. The thing that, that made me think Vietnam actually was when it said rainforest. Uh-huh. As far as I know, I don't think there's any rainforest in Ethiopia or Hungary and I'm pretty sure not even India either. So I've got to go with I got to go with C2 man. I like the way you're thinking. You're right. Vietnam 18.3% is uh obese or overweight. This is based on our world in data. There's a grapher that shows the whole thing. And maybe I can bring that up if you guys want later. But all right. Whoa, hold on a sec. Is that right? Hungary is at 61% obese? Yeah. Oh, or overweight. Or overweight. Yeah. Okay. Overweight or obese. Yep. BMI greater than 25. I just think that's funny. You know, it's called hungry. So <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> that's why I almost thought Ethiopia, but yeah. Dude, like as a kid, that was the country that I thought of. of yeah. Well, that's because what you saw on all the, com- all the commercials with the little yeah. kids with the bowls when they're trying to get you to you know, donate five cents a day or whatever. Yeah, a cup of coffee a day or whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll feed a family of 10. Yeah. That's because they had that famine there for oh, that's right. years, actually. I think. Yep. And yeah. So there was like no rain for a long time. Yep. All right. So clue number two. She dashed past a flock of flamingos painted sky blue, their reflections shimmering in the briny glow of a saltwater taffy sea. I heard the mournful hum of a theremin and a faint echo of, I told you, I told you, I told you so, before she vanished into a giant corn maze shaped like the face of a forgotten president. So which of these English-speaking countries is the fattest? A, (laughs) USA, B, Canada, C, UK, or D, Australia? Oh, there's no way it's not this. It's got to be A. Ben, do you agree? Dude, I got to agree, but I'm, before we show it, let's guess what the second highest is on the list. I like I'm that. I'm going to guess I UK. Like okay, I'm so. Thinking, I'm thinking Australia. Mm, yeah, I'm thinking, I don't know. Dude, that's a tough They're one. They're in the Outback, Australia. Yeah. You are correct. USA is the fattest of the English-speaking countries, and Australia is number two. Ben, I heard you uh. like start to guess at that. UK is actually the least fat, but they're all super close. We got 67.9% for USA, and then Canada, UK, and Australia are at 64%, 63%. So something I wanted to note, though, US isn't the fattest country in the world. That title goes to an island in the Pacific, Nauru, at a whopping 88.5% obese or overweight. Was that like near Tonga? 
Let me show you real quick. And the islands. Yep. It's like a badge of honor, though. It's like, uh, yeah, exactly. There's Palau or something like that. Micronesia. Yeah, there it is. Nauru. So you see Pacific Islands. Anyways, can't be showing this too long because I don't remember if I have any other questions about it. Yeah. You guys can cheat. All right. Next up, clue number three. She sashayed across the bridge, sun glinting off her sequined boots. A whiff of mesquite smoke, sizzling fajitas followed her like a mariachi's tune as she vanished into a neon jungle where palm trees sprout Christmas lights and dancing stars twirl on roller coasters. Which is the fattest city in the United States? A, Birmingham, Alabama, B, Wichita, Kansas, C, McAllen, Texas, or D, Albuquerque, New Mexico? Sorry, I saw the mariachi band. I thought it was going to be Mexico or something, but right option here. Well, so. well the closest yeah. to Mexico is McAllen. Yeah. That's down there by the border. I'm going to guess McAllen for that reason, though. I'm going to guess think? New Mexico just to go. And we like our fajitas, so. There you go. Correct. McAllen, Texas. Ranked number one is the fattest city in the United States. These are the ones I just actually pulled because I thought maybe they were kind of fatter sounding cities. <laughs> <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama is ranked ninth, but Kansas, Wichita, Kansas is ranked 22nd, and Albuquerque, New Mexico is actually ranked 42nd. I mean, there's a ton of cities in the United States, so yeah. it's still they're all pretty high. Okay, this question is going to be asking, which country is the dumbest in the world as measured by average IQ? Okay, ready? Yeah. Sun glinting off a tapestry of prayer flags strung sky high, she weaved through a bustling bazaar, saffron robes brushing past stalls laden with yak cheese and singing bowls. A whiff of incense and yak butter tea chased her laughter. Where could she have gone, swallowed by the emerald embrace of a thousand-faced mountain? Which country is the dumbest in the world? A. South Sudan. B. Nepal. C. Guatemala. Or D. Romania. I'm guessing B. Nepal. Yes. Yep, the yak. I mean, there was a lot of yak stuff, and that was it, right? So Nepal, uh, their average IQ, 42.99. Next to that was Guatemala with 47, and Romania, I'm sorry, South Sudan at 58, and then Romania at 86. So the average IQ for U.S. is 97.43, according to this website, but it has the highest number of Nobel Prizes, 400, and the highest education attainment. Just a little fat. All right. This is for what is the most profitable airline? So she waltzed through the concourse, crimson wings spread wide, a crown of silver thread shimmering under the terminal's fluorescent glow. A melody of boarding calls chased her laughter, each note punctuated by the rumble of distant jets. Where could she have soared, leaving a trail of peanuts and Wi-Fi woes in her wake? What is the most profitable U.S. airline? A, American Airlines, B, Southwest, C, United, or D, Delta? I want to say it's United, but I think it's Delta. Ben, any thoughts? That's what I was going to say, too. I don't know. If I had a backup one, I'd probably say Southwest. Yeah. It is Delta. Their net income of $3.6 billion in 2022. All right. This one is for the world's happiest country. She sailed through the land of a thousand lakes, Aurora chasing in the midnight sun's blaze. Is that A, Finland, B, Israel, C, New Zealand, or D, Sweden? Which is the world's happiest country? I'm going to say Finland. No, ben? maybe New Zealand. It's I'm either Finland or New Zealand. Sweden. You're going to say Sweden, Ben? Yep. Okay, but happiness rankings are determined by analyzing comprehensive Gallup polling data from 149 countries in six particular categories. One, their gross domestic product per capita, social support, healthy life expectancy, freedom to make your own life choices and generosity of the general population, as well as perceptions of internal and external corruption levels. So there's so, a lot of data going into that. But you're saying Sweden? Yeah. Because that was my first guess I'm leaning towards, but I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Finland. And the correct answer is Finland. Israel was 7.47, New Zealand was actually the lowest, 7.12, I mean, of these four, but these were all very happy countries, so. I thought the clue that kind of led me towards that was, it was talking about the Aurora Borealis, right? Yeah, Aurora. Uh, Well, Finland and Sweden are, are close by, for sure. Yeah. Land of a thousand lakes. All right, 
This one is for the longest flight. So there are only four Delta flights that she could have been on. An eyewitness heard her complaining about being on the longest flight ever. Which one is it? A, Doha, which is Qatar, to Auckland, New Zealand. Or B, Melbourne, Australia, to Dallas. Or C, Perth, Australia, to London. Or D, Singapore, to New York. There weren't any clues in that other than it is the longest flight. So this All one's right. tricky. What do you guys think? Just like picturing where those are at on the map. I know. I'm trying to like, I'm looking at a globe with my head here and it's just not computing. They're all crazy uh, far apart for sure. I know. So Qatar to New Zealand. Qatar. Ben, you have any thoughts while he's mapping it on his brain? I'm thinking it might be Singapore to New York. Okay. But that's like kind of what I was thinking too. I I want to agree, but I do think it is Singapore to New York. Ben, what's your backup guess, though? Melbourne to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, that's mine too. Okay, so we both say D <laughs> with a backup of B. What is it? What, is, what do we got? You Where guys, you guys would have killed those like fourth graders on the Carmen San Diego game show for sure. <laughs> it is Singapore to New York. Good job. Just under nineteen hours, you guys. Nineteen hours in an airplane. Nine thousand five hundred thirty-seven miles. To be honest, your backup was the least <laughs> of those. Oh, so I'm glad you guys went with your first guess. You're right. Singapore to New York. So good job. All right. Just for fun. This is the last one. The world's longest layover inspired the movie. The Terminal was from August 1988 to July 2006. Have you guys seen The Terminal? Whoa. With Tom Hanks? Yeah, it's Tom like a Hanks. legit thing. The dude. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yep. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Tom Hanks and and the guy, you know, right, lands yeah. in an airport, loses his like, maybe I should just bring Citizen. this up real quick. He loses his citizenship due to his country going into a civil war. Yes. And so he was declined citizenship so he couldn't enter the United States when he got to customs. Yep. And, and so he had to live in the airport until it got solved. Almost 20 years? <laughs> yeah, man. That's crazy. Almost 20 years. Did, have you seen it, Ben? Did you say no? Yeah, it's been oh, a while, you just see it. But... Yeah, no, that's a good flick, man. I like it. Eat two bites? Eat two bites. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a fat, dumb, and happy. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? thought that was kind of fun. AI, I mean, it was just too wordy and too hard to read, but uh, but definitely better than I could have done. So, all right. So, let's get into talking about travel. You know, there's all kinds of types of travel. The first thing that comes to mind for me, you know, Ben and I growing up in New Jersey and having family in California and Utah, every summer we would drive like five days in the car to get to across the country and see family, man. And you know what? I actually loved it. Like, I don't know. I think maybe we were the youngest, so we didn't have as big a crowd. I I only remember having Ben and my sister Rachel and like one time having my next brother Dan in the car but it was like not too crowded and we got to bring snacks and treats, play games. I would like lay across the seat and sleep. It was awesome, man. What what do you think, Ben? Was it a good time for you too? Definitely. It was an adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like it was something that was so different from our normal day of life that it was it was fun. There's something to look forward to. You know, I think my favorite part was probably when we drove across the Nevada desert at night, like we would always do oh, that at yeah. night, at least early on, because when I was young, the air so conditioning hot. in our car didn't work very good. And yep. it was miserable through there. So dad would just drive through the night, you know, and we would like stay up kind of late looking up at the stars and stuff out the window. And I don't know, I, for some reason, I thought that was special. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's funny because like as a kid, I loved all the freedom. And like Ben said, like that it was this unique thing that we got to do just once a year and it was an adventure. But as an adult, like I still like it, but for totally different reasons, like I am about getting there as fast as humanly possible. And then I get to eat, you know, the, my favorite snacks and drinks and stuff. And so that's good. I'll, I'll see about adding celery or carrots to my diet, but uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I love road trips, man. What about you, John? Are you a road trip guy or no? No, man, absolutely hate it. Like, yeah, never, never could I do that. Go over. Like, I've had to drive out to California a couple times. I've driven, I've driven to Tucson. <laughs> uh, my buddy and I, we drove back from Tucson. I think we made it back to Texas in like 15 hours or something like that from Tucson. Nice. Which is, that might even have been from San Diego, man. I can't 
can't remember, but we just drove straight through it, just nonstop. And and remember, like for me though, getting out of Texas, yeah, it's twelve about ten, about ten and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Texas is so, like so hard to drive out of. Yes. So it's just like you're just driving down I ten forever. No, I can't do road trips. Even growing up, I talked about this on a previous episode. But like we drove to Niagara Falls, and it was the worst experience of my life. I hated it. But, <laughs> and part of the reason though is because. We, my dad, like I said, he flew for Continental, and so we flew everywhere. Yeah. Right. So the whole point was just getting there, and, and it was done. We were where we needed to get. Yeah, man, you were spoiled for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. In a sense, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, and that's awesome. Like yeah. in a good way, for sure. It's not like like yeah. If you want me to drive right now, like Dave, when you lived in San Antonio, driving to you was two and a half hours away. I wanted to die. It was <laughs> like I can't. It's just, that was so long to me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point, man. I mean, like we have the extreme. I know that I recognize that like driving from New Jersey to California, like that's insane, right? Like, but that like build up our tolerance and our patience for, you know, yeah, driving a couple hours like that's, that's nothing for us. But like, yeah. I, I get it. I get the opposite being so like, dude, we're still in Texas. Like, <laughs> driving through Texas is the worst, man. When we were in San Antonio, and we drive to Utah, West Texas was like, I can't wait till this is over. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, like, you, then you get to like uh, New Mexico and you like zoom right past it. It's just like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm already in Utah. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it goes by so quick once you're out of Texas. Like, <laughs> yeah, Texas, yep. Texas, the the longest part to, of Texas, like if you were to drive from like the, the tip of Texas to to the other tip, is 791 miles. Yeah. It's crazy, and <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, and like. I guess, you know, as a kid, I could see why it would be fun because you got your sleeping bags or your, you know, your good pillows and your blankets and stuff. But as an adult, my thought would be like, all right, man, we got to stop for gas again. And that's all I would be thinking <laughs> yeah, about the whole yeah. time. Yep. <laughs> to be fair, we're probably looking at things through rose colored glasses because I'm sure we had hours of like, are we there yet? I'm so, oh, yeah. so right. boring. <laughs> right. you know? You're right. And having peanut butter sandwiches for who knows how many times in a row, you know? Yeah. It's yep. like in the cooler that like got wet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Soggy. You're right. Peanut butter little... sandwiches and stuff. But I <laughs> love like history. Yeah, yeah, we we would like lay down. I don't know whether it was sleeping bags or blankets on our seats. So like it was like a booster seat. <laughs> like this. Yes. Like, like princess in the pea piles and piles of like blankets or sleeping bags we see yep. on top of like yes. for seat belts you know i forgot about that yeah man and and mom what? always had like tons of different game ideas you know like just like looking for license plates or looking yeah. for letters or you know doing different word games with each other and stuff and so there was always something i mean we sometimes get bored of it but it was kind of fun how much i know probably mom put time into making it that way you know because yeah. otherwise thinking it in hindsight like how did we not drive each other crazy you know but that's when we played the games like punching each other like back and forth forever <laughs> yeah i don't know that we ever did it except in the car that i can remember <laughs> yeah you're right and your mom coming up with ways to keep you occupied does not surprise me one bit she was always really good at that yep for sure yeah you know, and, and one other positive for sure it was that I don't remember, Ben, I don't know if you do, but I don't remember ever going to like, hardly at least, going to McDonald's or Burger King or something like that, yeah. except for when we were on road trips. Do you remember, Ben, hitting up the like fast food restaurants like here or there? I, I don't. So like, I remember, you're talking about as a kid or on the road trips? As a kid. So like I, the, the road trips is when we got to get some fast yeah. food like once in a while. What I remember was, yeah, like we would even on road trips, we didn't eat a ton of fast food, but we did right. it once in a while. And yeah. then aside from road trips, the only times would be like, I don't know, like if we stayed home sick or something and we yeah. had to go to doctor appointments or something. You're like right. That. Yeah. Swing by like a Roy Rogers or something. White like Castle. Roy Rogers. Yes. You know, like after getting like our dentist appointment or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Those lines. You're right. I forgot about that. We'd have White Castle and stuff sometimes, or Roy Rogers. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's Road trips is where I figured out that, like, when I smell a bad smell, I can't not smell it. Like, I'll just be like, oh, man, it stinks, and just keep smelling. Why does it smell so bad? You know, and I keep just smelling it over and over instead of, like, trying to figure something else out. Like, that was just something stupid that I did. Yeah. 
dude, that just made me had a flashback of being cramped in a car. I don't know if it was a road trip or just like going to mutual or something like church or something, being stuck in the car next to somebody with some body odor and like <laughs> you start to smell it and then you just can't stop like thinking about it and smell uh. it again. Like, who is it coming from? Which side is it? <laughs> yes. Get it again. Yes. Uh. Yes. Oh, that was that was literally me this morning, like right outside of my apartment complex. Like as soon as I drove off, it was about uh, five o'clock this morning, and it was like skunk immediately. Oh, and, no. like, and you're stuck with it. Once it's in your car, you are stuck with that smell. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you're trying to like defrost your windows and stuff. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And so, but yeah, that was me this morning. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst, man. So yeah, another way that we travel, and John, you're the you're the master of this, you're the pro of this, is flying. You know, and we talked about in previous episodes our pet peeves sometimes with with flying and things like that. But but what are some of your favorite things? What do you love about it? So what I love about flying is the same thing you love about road trips is getting there as fast as humanly possible. Yes, especially now because you know, look, as adults. We're all having to take time off of work. We're using our vacation pay. And I don't want to waste my time getting there and waste that, that accrued hours that I've earned just trying to get to the destination. Yep, I want to yep. get there and spend as much time as I can there. Yep. That's kind of, that's more my mindset of why I love to fly. Now, the overall biggest benefit I ever had flying you know, um, as a kid was, yes, we flew on standby, which at times can be very difficult. But the biggest draw to it is that we flew for free. Yeah, man. So my entire childhood, I didn't have to pay for an airline ticket. Like, what a shock it was when I lost those benefits. So, yeah, I do like getting there. I like getting there fast. Obviously, you know, you don't like, you know, there there were times when my family would have to split up and, you know, go and, you know, oh, they only got two seats available, so only two of us could go, you know, things like that. That's happened quite a bit. But, so, uh-huh. so yeah, I just like getting there fast. I also worked at the airport in Las Vegas at McCarran Airport. And this was 2007, right before the economy went downhill. And I got hired on to America West Airlines. And at the time, America West was merging with U.S. Airways. Okay. So part of our merger agreement, we got our flight benefits and everything like that. But, you know, the economy started going downhill. I lived in Las Vegas, which meant that companies weren't having all their inventions and stuff like that in Las Vegas. And Las Vegas took a massive hit. The hotels weren't getting booked, things like that. So people were not flying into Las Vegas nearly as much. And with that, they said, okay, well, look, you know, we're going to have to let the 500 least seniority people, we're going to have to let you go. Mm. And and I got it. I I just did. But like part part of our merger agreement was if we ever got laid off, we still got to keep our flight benefits for three years. Nice. Yeah. So even though I was not working for them, I still took full advantage and I was still able to fly for free for three years. So that was pretty cool. Dang, man. That's awesome. Yeah. If I had the option of flying for free, like no brainer, like that's something that we have to weigh out. Like, oh man, do we drive for like, you know, two straight days or do we pay, you know, quite a bit of money? You know what I mean? And I'm totally with you, John, like getting the maximum amount of time out of that trip is like huge. But like that cost, when you start all the kids and the wife and everything, yeah. it, it adds up, man. It's it's a tough choice. But if it was for free, yeah, no brainer for sure. 100%. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, look, when I was married, there'd be times when I would literally hop on the plane in Vegas, go down to Phoenix, grab my at the time wife a sandwich from a deli that she liked, and fly right back. That's awesome, man. <laughs> so it was really cool, man. I liked it. And working at the airport wasn't even all that bad. I did get to see one plane that was going off to Area Fifty One. Nice. That, fly, that was flying out of Las Vegas. and But uh, yeah, so uh, I will always prefer to fly. Obviously, if it's in the budget, you know, that's always going to be my number one option every time. Flying makes the like places where you can go like more feasible. Like there's some places you just couldn't go unless you could fly. Really? Right. You know what I mean, it's just not really not really in the cars to go like, for instance, to Peru. You know, like would you yeah. take a boat or something like, <laughs> yeah. down there from... <laughs> from california or something right you know like just like they would some trips would be so long that it just would never really be worth it and so man flying just opens up the world you know yeah yeah and i'm sure at least going through central america there's a lot of places you don't want to drive through as a white guy yeah for sure anything that you guys any tips tricks or things you have like your go-to stuff for when you fly 
Like, are you neck pillow guys or no? No, man. I'm a, and I, and <laughs> I keep referring back, but I did say this once before is I'm a, I will stay up all night just so I can fall asleep on the plane as soon as I get on there so that I can just, I'll, I'll take a nap, I'll sleep on the plane and, you know, I wake up and I'm there. I don't want us to yeah. deal with any, I don't care if I don't get a drink or a beverage or even the pretzels I'll go without. <laughs> Although it is nice when you're sleeping and they're still there waiting for you when you wake up. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I try to just, I try to stay up later so I can be tired and sleep through the flight. So I don't have to worry about, you know, turbulence and things like that. There, look, I've flown a lot of flights, but there have been some flights where I'm just white knuckling it, like on the armrest where I'm just freaking out because I, I hate turbulence. I really, I really do. And there was one time when we were flying back into Las Vegas and from San Francisco and it was just like probably the worst turbulence I've ever had. Yeah, so I just try to sleep through it, man. I don't, I don't even need a pillow. I just grab my hoodie. I'm good. I can't sleep. I can't sleep on a plane. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just have too much adrenaline like in the lead up to going that I'm making sure I remembered everything, make sure I get there in time, make sure I get in the right line to check in and everything. I just am too amped up. I can't. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe if I was doing one of those overseas flights where it's like nine hours, I probably could eventually. But but when it's just across the country, I just can't do it. I can't do it, man. See, I will tell you one thing. Like when I went to London, you know, my dad pulled his strings. We got first class or whatever. And so like me, I didn't want to sleep on that flight. Because <laughs> it was, they had the, you know, for me being exciting flying in first class, it was so exciting. Yeah, man. TVs, TVs that popped up out of the armrest, and you're just like, there's so many options of movies I can watch. I was like, I had no desire to sleep. And then I'm not going to lie, in the on 90s. that flight, yeah, on that flight, it was either that one or the year after when we went back. I'm talking like Hagen Dazs dessert cart rolling through. I mean, they were like slicing me some meat off of a turkey. It was just like, yo, nice. this is the life. Dang. That's awesome. So tips yeah. and tricks, be rich and fly first class. <laughs> yeah. That's my tip. Be Here's rich. Tip. <laughs> be rich, man. <laughs> I'll tell you on that kind of line right there, just one quick story is when I was married, my ex-wife's uncle is multi-multi-millionaire that lives in Las Vegas. And at one point, he even owned, to my knowledge, he owned the private airport next to the Las Vegas airport. Wow. And he had two planes there. And one day I got a call and she's like, hey, do you want to go to a playoff basketball game? And it was the Houston Rockets were playing the Utah Jazz. Wow. No so way. I walk across the ramp out there. Man, I've never flown on a private jet before then. Like no security. Walk right up to the plane. It was the most amazing thing ever. And it just made it even more sweet because we, we go to the playoff game uh, and it was in Utah there, and it was Rockets versus the Jazz. We had a suite, and I was the only one rooting for the Rockets, and we won by two. And it was the oh, best night Oh, man. It was the best night ever, man. It That's awesome. So awesome. Yeah. That so is recap, awesome. So to recap, it's either be rich or marry into a rich family. <laughs> That's right. Know somebody it's, rich. Know somebody rich, yes. Yeah. Gotta have That's that right. rich time, man. It, it's better to know somebody rich so you're not paying for all that, that gas and everything like that for the fuel. Yeah. I've flown in small planes. I, I'm not a private jet that I'm sure is like decked out and super nice, like, but you fly in a smaller plane, man, and some of that turbulence is crazy and pretty uncomfortable. But that's that sounds amazing, man. That's super jealous. That's cool. Those smaller jets are not made for fatties, so <laughs> yeah. My go-to is I got to have something downloaded so that I can either watch or listen like during the flight. Like I need to have something that I can do. I'll bring books sometimes, but I can actually get airsick. So it's ideal if I can just listen or watch something. That's for me. That's, that's smart, man. I've never gotten airsick. The only thing, I remember one time we were flying back from Orlando and I was freaking out because one of the engines went out. And, um, and as a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, we're going to crash and die. <laughs> Yeah, man. And but um, I also I was like lying on like three different seats because my ears wouldn't pop. Oh yeah, and it was just like it was the worst. I mean, absolute worst that I've ever had in my life. To where I just couldn't get them to pop. It was just such pain in my ears, man. Oh yeah, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, you gotta have like great. gum or a, lo- a lollipop, yeah. something to suck on, something like, like that. Was, to... So they're trying to yawn. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Like, you keep yawning. I'm like, really? That's what you want me to do? So the only other thing I remember, you know, it's weird because when we flew standby, we had a dress code. I remember back in the day, though, where everybody would like dress nice on going onto an airplane. Like it was kind of a classy thing to do. But like 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like polo shirts, dress shirts, and stuff like that. Yeah, nothing like nothing like you see today, right? But um, PJs, yeah. <laughs> PJs rocking out. I'll do that all day. Oh, That's fine. <laughs> hey, I got no problem with that. Yep. I, I get really hot on the airplane anyway, so I'm always rocking shorts. You're not going to lie. Yes. But back in the day, for those that don't know this, there used to be smoking on airplanes. Like <laughs> yeah. they'd have a whole smoking section. It was usually the back half of the plane. That's crazy. And that seems to where we always ended up as standby passengers was in the back half of the plane. Hey. So you're just like sitting there trapped in all this smoke, man. It's, it's just so weird to... Think about that. That was even a possibility back then, right? Like, hey, if you want smoking or non-smoking, yeah, Yeah, it's the same plane. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, insane, dude. My back in the day flight story. This is kind of funny. Ben and I took Dan and his wife Monet's flights back, so they flew out to New Jersey, and when we flew out to Colorado, we took their tickets back. I don't know if I'm admitting to some crime or something, but like Ben was Dan. And I was Monty, and I was supposed to argue that like they just typed the name wrong instead of Monet. And so, <laughs> you remember that, Ben? Yeah, <laughs> that would not pass today for sure. Not at all. Yep, that was pretty funny. <laughs> what about other like forms of transportation? You know, taking the train, subway, taxi, bus, cruises. What do you guys remember from back in the day, or that you like about it nowadays, or anything like that? So back in the day for us was New Jersey, right? And New Jersey yeah. was great because you could hop on the train and you could yes. be in the city in 20 minutes. Yeah. 25 minutes from Maplewood. And it's something that I wish they had here. Like yeah. downtown Houston, we've got the Houston little metro, you know, metro train or whatever, but that doesn't help me. I'm going to get 30 minutes from the city. And so that doesn't help me up here. But I, I take the bus every day to work when I go downtown. But like, I would love to have a train where I can just pop into town real quick, man. I would be there all the time if that were the case. But it's not. I really miss having something like that. I think that's just really cool. And is it like change. comparable to like bus fares? I, you know, as a kid, I had no idea like how much it would cost to do it. Do you guys remember? Yeah. Or no. I feel like the train was fairly cheap. I don't feel like it was expensive at all. Yeah. And for me, it's seven fifty a day to go to and from work. Yeah. That's a lie. I don't pay for it. My job pays for it, but it's seven fifty a day, and they just they reimburse me for it. So that's cool. Yeah. No, that's really cool. But they actually do that. But yeah, so I, I do have, you know, Metro bus experience, but it's still not the greatest. Dave, do you have many memories of the train? Honestly, I mean, I remember going on it, but I don't yeah, think of any particular story or anything that like eventful about it. Like, no. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I remember, like, I totally remember the train station way more than like actually riding on the train. But I know we did it for sure. Yeah. And it was cool. I remember getting on the subway. Definitely way more than uh, remembering the train, but packing in there and dealing with weirdos and yeah, uh, it and we did that in the subway too. Like it oh man, always smelled like always <laughs> smelled. Yep, a, a myriad of smells. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And we traveled on. Did we? Uh, we took the subway. Was it a subway in Mexico? Do you remember that? It was right. I think so. Yeah, where Dad got uh, his wallet taken. Yeah. <laughs> We were crammed in there in Mexico and our dad got pickpocketed basically. And we were all like jammed in there. And all of a sudden my dad's like, my wallet. And we were like, what? And he like, he jumps off and we get off like just before the doors close is how I remember it. And like, I remember Ben and I being like, let's get him. Like we thought we could do something. We were like kids and like, we were amped up forever. Like my dad obviously was stressed out and feeling terrible and, and me and Ben were like, man, if we would have got him, we would have like, you know, done all this karate on him or what, you know, like that. I remember like, maybe it was just me, but I remember talking about that and being like, <laughs> man, if only, if only we could have got our hands on that guy, you know? They're, they're lucky they got away. They're lucky they got away from this nine-year-old. <laughs> I've seen Ninja Turtles. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I remember one time my dad actually flew me and like he was the pilot for my flight. And we went to New York on two occasions that I remember. And one of them, though, he got me a first class ticket and it was still standby, but 
but he was the pilot and I left my ticket on the plane. So he had to go find it. He, he had to go find a new one. And then um because back in the day it was like it was weird. You used like the same ticket multiple times. Yeah. And so yeah, I left that whole thing on the plane in the in the seat pocket in front of me. Oops. And then um but yeah, we did take a trip into New York one day where he it was just me and him and but we did. We took the we took the train into the city. And we went to the Empire State Building, we went to the USS Intrepid, you know, all those kind of cool things we did, just kind of hung out. It was pretty cool. Again, that was one of those things that we just hop on the train and you're there, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, going back to what Ben said about the train, like, I mean, I know we did it at least a couple times probably, but for the most part, my memory of going into New York was driving, driving in the van and we just went out there, but good times all for right. sure. Love going to New York. Let me ask you a question, Dave, because this relates yeah. to you. Did were you there when we painted the murals on the, the at the Maplewood station, right? Yeah. I got to do some, man. Do you happen to remember me trying to put like a spike on the on the train track? Yes, I was with you. I remember this. Yes. Get it off the track now. Yeah. yeah. We gotta yell that because we were just sitting there like pretending we didn't see anything. And yeah, well, yeah, what? Tried, what are you talking about? I tried to put a metal spike like on the track so it would run over it. Oh and man, the, yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, we were just <laughs> yeah, kids. I remember that for sure. Yeah. And being yeah. like feeling so bad when he like got on the microphone or whatever. I forget how he told us, but yeah, yelling I at us. I feel like he just yelled out the window because that dude was loud, man. Yeah, he was loud and scary. And we're like, uh, okay, yeah, we'll get, whoever put that there, we'll get it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we'll help you out. We got this. <laughs> yeah, that jerk. Uh, we'll figure this out. Yeah. I see exactly where it is because I put it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think I remember that. So one of my bus stories, I've ridden on buses quite a bit, actually, kind of like long distances. But when I came out to EFY at uh, BYU, we were 13, right, John? The first time we went? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 13 years old. And my mom gave me a sandwich bag of coins, like quarters and change. And like an index card of, I don't remember how many buses. It was a handful of buses that I had to get on. And I'm like freaking 13 years old, man. I flew out there. I got this bag of change and this index card of buses. And (laughs) dude, there was like divine intervention because I got on a bus and this guy was like, you're, you're not, you're not supposed to be on this bus. And I'm like, well, I got it right here on my card. It says, you know, this number and whatever. And he's like, no, this one goes to whatever. And so he saved me from riding to who knows where. And then, uh, anyways, I got on, eventually got on all the right buses and I show up at this mall parking lot where I'm supposed to meet my sister and my mom's instructions say, okay, so the mountains are going to be like on your right when you're like facing the mall. And I look up and I look around and there's mountains like literally all around me. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) I'm 13 years old and I'm like, I don't know what am I going to do? I was so terrified. And uh, thankfully my sister showed up and it all worked out obviously, but Yeah. That was my. That my, sounds my, so familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then as a a missionary for my church, I, I served in Peru, and we had to take buses from like the mountains down into the coastal city of Lima or whatever. And on this one bus ride, I was tired. You know, we work hard, we walk a lot, all those types of things. And and I was sitting against the window and just totally like like about to fall asleep when all of a sudden, boom! Right on the window, I look and there's this goat hanging by its legs so they're lifting it up to get it on top of the bus looking right at me like like, and it was just like looking right at me with you know those weird goat like rectangle eyes and just like screaming out it just totally freaked me out but i was like okay this is this is my life right now what were you gonna say about el salvador though john yeah so like we did a lot of buses there you know our mission we we walked and but we did a lot of buses and but they also had like a lot of people that just like had their own pickup trucks and yeah, kind of. You gotta hop on the truck. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I remember one PD where we did that, and we were trying to get back to our area, and I like, I didn't make it all the way into the bus, so I was like hanging off halfway <laughs> off the bus. And they drive, <laughs> they drive like crazy there, man. Like, like oh yes, yeah. yeah. There would be times when we we did a lot of hitchhiking there too. Yep. To where people would just pick us up because you know they would see missionaries and they would say, oh well, you know the police won't stop me if they see us. You know they see them in the back of their pickup. Oh okay. So, there was one time when it was actually the week of 9-11, somewhere around there to where I had to have surgery. I did. I had to get to this, to San Salvador. I and, remember that. And they're like, so I told them what happened. They're like, all right, come on in. We'll get you to the hospital, whatever. And the area that we're in was Los Naranjos. And it was like, man, it was up in the mountains. It was beautiful. It was cool weather all the time. 
Nice. I love it. Terrible area to be in, but just for, you know, success and the work and everything. But the area was just beautiful. And yeah. so we had to get from there to the mountains down into, into San Salvador. We hitchhiked the entire way, like nonstop. It was, it was awesome. Not going to lie. It was pretty fun. That's awesome, man. Hitchhiking. That's That would be scary. But I guess if that's like they use you guys for protection against the corrupt police or whatever, that makes sense. That's, that's what it was. Yes, sir. Yep. We did do that kind of once. We hitched onto a, a, a regular bus, though, like a commercial bus, and then have any seats in the back. So they sat us up front and we're going down these mountains in the Andes and he's cruising like way too fast, like period. But they were, he was taking these blind curves and like yeah. just just risking it. And I, I was so terrified because either we're going to fall yeah. off a cliff or hit somebody or both. And right. yeah. and he has all these little saints, you know, and like a driver's prayer and all these things to like hopefully protect him. And yeah. I think the fact oh. that we were on there might have helped protect a little more. Yeah. I don't know. I could yeah. be wrong, but. Yeah, no, that's uh, the, 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 <laughs> the highway that goes into San Salvador was exactly the same. It was just like, it was like the S turns in, in South Orange, you know, going up into the Livingston Mall. These years were just like, oh, oh yeah. No regard for anybody, man. No. It was no. nuts. Yeah, so scary. The only other story I can remember is like one ride on a taxi. Like, I don't have hardly any experience on a taxi. Like, that was just not something we ever did. But there was one time in Colorado, I think we had like a, our car was in the shop or something. I don't know. Last minute, we couldn't drive our car. And mom or dad just called a taxi to take us to school and gave us some money. And it, <laughs> it was weird because like, like, again, I <laughs> knew just the basics of like taxi etiquette. I'm like, okay, yeah, you need to tip them at the end or something like that. But I don't know how much. <laughs> yeah, man mom gave us like a certain amount of money that she thought would be enough. And you could see the meter going up and going up. So they dropped Dave off at, you know, the middle school and then started driving me to high school. I'm like, I'm not going to make it. Like, should I have them stop in the middle of the road and just drop me off here and walk the rest of the way or something? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure what to do. And so I was like, uh, you know, and I like looked through my pockets for any like loose chain, you know, like, anything in my backpack, like a little extra money, you know? Oh, so man. I gave him some cash along with a bunch of coins and then just, like, opened the door and bolted it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out. That's so funny, dude. I forgot yeah. about that. How hilarious that we got dropped off at school and in a taxi cab, man. That's so funny. <laughs> like, your mom felt your education was important. She does what she needs to do. Yeah, and man. She'll get us there. That's funny. It's weird. You know, like now everything's Uber or, or Lyft or whatever, but like, you're right. What, going in an actual taxi, your mind is just like <laughs> watching the meter. Ching, ching, ching. Like every single tenth of a mile adding on. You're like, oh my gosh. And then there's a red light. You're like, oh. Yeah. I think he wasn't even going the fastest route. You know what I mean? I think sometimes <laughs> these taxi drivers like. Take advantage, yeah. Yeah, take advantage, do a wrong turn, go a little bit the, the scenic route or something. Yeah, you know? exactly, sucker. Oh, you need to be dropped off on the other side of the school. Okay, let's go there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, thanks so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for more fun in part two.